0: I am so honored today because I have Tamika with me. Tamika uses her signature talk method and experience to empower other women to have happy marriages of their own. She writes about relationships, offers coaching on the power of communication in marriage, and hosts the Ageless Conversations podcast. Tamika's mission is to help wives thrive in their marriage while writing their own stories, creating their own paths, and becoming unstoppable in the pursuit of their God given dreams. Thank you so much for being here today, Tamika.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Caroline, for having me. I'm excited to be here with you this morning.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to have you. Oh, I know when we connected a while ago, I just was like, I have to have her on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm so glad you're here today, but I would love for you to really dive into your journey of how you got here today. What that
1: yeah. Has been like. Yeah, so great question. How did I arrive here today? Oh my gosh, when I think back all the way over my story, um, I'll soon be a wife of 17 years this coming September. And so prior to that, when I think about my journey, I started out in marriage. I didn't come from a household of marriage. My parents um, were not married, so separated. So I didn't necessarily then have a foundation growing up of what it looked like to have um, a healthy marriage. So when I entered marriage, it was very, um, It was a strong desire um, that I had to personally get as much knowledge as I could so that I would be able to show up as a wife, as my best person at all times. And so what I did is prior to saying I do, I did spend some time and um, premarital counseling. And I initially did it through my church and it was very short. It was only like six weeks and I didn't necessarily feel equipped to move forward. I'm like, this is all they provide. And I didn't feel like it was anything. Um, So my, my fiance at the time, now husband, we furthered our education and went through a 16 week program. And there we were able to learn just so much and what I come to learn um, as a wife, that it doesn't matter how much you prepare for any journey. I'm sure that most moms would say that is that as they even enter into motherhood. It doesn't much, it doesn't matter how much you prepare for any journey. Um, your own experience this is just gonna be that your own experience. And so that's what I saw in the early years of my marriage, my own experience that my own experience revealing itself. And a lot of that revealing came through just unhealed trauma from my childhood that I was fully unaware of. And so marriage has that thing and that area of, I always like to tell people it's an immediate reflection of looking at yourself in the mirror. (laughs) If you have not spent any time in personal development and doing up Mm -hmm. and close personal work, marriage is going to be that area that's going to fully get you there. If you are a person that um, is into personal development and want to find out about yourself. It, it's going to reveal that. And so that's what I saw start happening to myself as I personally experienced some challenges with communication um, early on and really just being silent in ways that I wanted to voice my opinion. What I, what I come to realize is some of the things I saw experienced in my household with the bickering back and forth um, of my parents and always arguing and things like mm-hmm. that is I knew that I personally didn't want to experience that. So um, as a protection and not to experience what they did with all the disagreements, I found myself shutting down. And as you know, um, in marriage, in any relationship for that matter, the marital status isn't what really matters, but really you being able to show up as your authentic self and, and be true to who you are and not feel those fears of rejection or abandonment when you come forward and say what it is that you need and how you need it. So through my own personal journey of <laughs> really doing that deep work and finding out um, what was best for me and how I could personally really make that connection with my husband. Um, This talk method, I remembered one time when I was struggling to communicate and I really wanted to know why I'm a person that's really big on faith. And so I found myself crying out to God asking, you know, why am I struggling so much to communicate with my spouse? I know it's not healthy. It's not right. And this isn't the way I wanted to spend the rest of my life. And it was there in that, in that moment, I really heard that download um, loud and clear from the Lord to say, Tamika, you need to do the one thing that you haven't been doing. And what was that? That was talk. And so that method, that talk method was downloaded to me at that time. And so that method taught me how to T, transform my mind, A, assess the foundation, L, learn new techniques, and K, kickstart conversations that I once was afraid to have. What I also come to realize is in that it's not even something that only can be used in a marriage, but it's a powerful method that can be used throughout life. in any situation that you encounter that talk, it all begins with self. How are you speaking to yourself? Transforming your mind. Our mindset has the power to propel us and do so much, but it also has the power to limit us if we allow ourselves to get there. And so I had to change my thought process about how I was approaching um, disagreements and what was really happening. You know, we as humans, we have um, a tendency to tell ourselves stories. And if we aren't careful, we can start telling ourselves stories that aren't true. And so for me personally, um, I saw myself telling myself a lot of stories about relationships that I had seen around me, bringing them into my marriage as well. They were not even true because I saw somebody else experience it. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll experience that as well. And so a lot of shifting and transforming my mind. Um, there's so much power there and it's so much that can happen. But if you allow yourself to stay stuck, there's no way you're ever going to move from point A to point B. You're never going to see the transformation and the results and thriving in the relationship that you um, can have if you just stay stuck. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm just like feeling into all of that because it's so true. Like I love your talk method because it really is about those conversations and not being afraid To speak up, especially if there's a fear around, like, if I say this, are they going to leave me kind Mm -hmm. of thing and really being able to stand your ground and really working through those factors. But communication is such a key element in any relationship, whether it's a marriage or all the way to the side of the business, being able to really speak. But I love that you were talking about like really changing the narrative, reframing the story we tell ourselves. I think that is so important because especially if we come from any backgrounds or what's been modeled to us that, okay, this is really hard or this won't work out, Mm -hmm. but really pushing through that because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of fear just from what I like the little I know (laughs) about that as well. But I think it's true. It's really about understanding that it's how are you showing up? showing up as your authentic self. I, I love mm-hmm. that you added that in there because I think it's so important. We are in a relationship of any kind of just really being able to be our true selves and stand yeah. in that power and knowing that no matter what, we're at least speaking our truth and yeah. not being afraid because I know I used to be afraid too, like, yeah. of oh, are they going to leave me or, oh, there's <laughs> abandonment. And I come from, my parents actually just celebrated their 37th wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. But still, it's about my journey and my relationships. Just like you're saying, everybody's so unique in their own journey, no matter what you've experienced prior um, from parents or grandparents or siblings or anyone around you. So, oh, that was amazing.
1: And I always like to say um, we can do hard things, but a lot of those hard things that we're destined to do and that we can do starts with doing the hard things with self. And so before we can get vulnerable with anybody and invite them into our worlds, we need to be vulnerable with ourselves first. Asking ourselves maybe some hard questions around, what is it that I really need? Um, What is it that has me scared? As you begin to move out throughout different phases and levels of your life um, and shedding that old person that you used to be as you continue to move forward and embrace this new person that you're becoming, um, sometimes that vulnerability is like, asking yourself why am I so afraid to let go of her her being that
0: hmm.
1: that girl that you used to be that woman that you used to be why does she have such a strong hold on me and why do I feel like I'm giving up some piece of independency or some piece of just freedom that you may have um, to really be successful in the person that you want to be you know mm-hmm. don't give so much power into the old you allow yourself the opportunity to evolve.
0: Yes. And that's like the personal development you were just talking about too, of just really allowing yourself to move into a new phase because the only constant is change. We're always changing. The environment might change around us and will force us to change if we don't Mm -hmm. change, but recognizing too, that it's okay to go into that new phase. It's scary. It's uncomfortable, but it can be beautiful and uplifting. And that's what I'm hearing you say too. It's okay to change and move through that it can be difficult but it's not impossible and when we do that it is shedding that layer but it's all that knowledge you're going to take into that next phase and I think that's so important Um, so I'm curious because I know you've worked with a lot of different wives and women Um, what has been maybe a client success story or two from your experience of working with them
1: Sure, this is such a great question so thanks for asking. Um, Some of the client experiences and testimonies actually that I've been able to see um, come from people is number one really shedding that mindset and that duplication of having to mimic or mirror what's been modeled before them. you know, I've had the opportunity to work with both women that come from um, households where they saw their parents married, and then also those single parent households. And one of the things that I say um, has stood out more so than anything um, is from the women that have come from the households that um, seen marriages model before them, they definitely try to mimic (laughs) you know, their parents' relationship, Mm -hmm. especially the parts where they they felt like it was, you know, very beautiful and glorious. And then maybe if they see their dad showing up a certain way and how they interact with their um, mom, you know, it's their expectation Mm
0: -hmm. that their
1: husbands will show up in that same way. So really getting them to transform their minds around that and really, you know, get to know their own spouse. Mm -hmm. Like, Encourage them to, to really build that intimacy and that intimacy, not just sexual intimacy in the bedroom, but intimacy, really um, pulling back the layers, make, letting the, allowing those scales to fall off of you um, and really getting intimate and personal with their spouses to find out truly who they are, what are the things that they really like? Um, and so I've been able to see harmony really built between couples
0: mm-hmm. as they
1: they peel back and do that. And then from a standpoint of seeing the women that have come from single parent households, um, because they've been groomed to be a Miss independent, I've seen those women, um, initially start out struggling because they have been the power woman. She's been the person who's been strong and been able to hold her arms out and carry all everything that's been presented to her without the help of a man. And so now that she has a man entering her world, um, encouraging her and showing her a way where she can um, have interdependence, where, where she doesn't have to lose herself, but she can still um, accept the support from her husband.
0: Ooh, I love the like analytics of it too, just like seeing the differences because, you know, it's so true. I've seen that like when I was a former marriage and family therapist, like seeing couples that they were trying to mimic their parents and Mm -hmm. how that showed up in the relationship versus like, if they come from a single parent home and Mm -hmm. how that looks and giving up that independence or interdependence as well. And, you know, it's just so fascinating too, when you look, take a step back and look at that and how that can really play out. It's not always that way, but I think too, it, it can be very um, close to that. Like I've seen that so Most much <laughs> and I'm sure you see it all the time with yeah. all your clients as well. It's just something to really ponder and think and mm-hmm. really take a step back because everybody is different. You might have similarities yeah. and same personality types like I know just mm-hmm. families that's how it is but really taking a step back and knowing everybody is an individual unit and when you come together it's going to be different but how yeah. do you like merge that together in your yeah. own way and that's know, yeah
1: I always like to say um finding a way to embrace the change and when mm-hmm. you think about pivots um, it's not just in pivot tables, but you know, pivots in life. Life is always um, a pivot, and so I feel like there's no two days that are going to be the same. You can wake up at the same you you may wake up at the same time every day, but everything that you experience throughout that day is not going to be the same thing that you experience throughout your day tomorrow or the next day or the next day. And so within that, I always feel like life is speaking to us, and it's what are we allowing ourselves to be available to and what is it that we're allowing ourselves to be available to here. And in that, how do we need to make adjustments and pivots throughout the day so that we um, are number one, always honoring self and then also um honoring what we need throughout that day as it relates to like our capacity so that we don't push ourselves to a way where we're um burnt out or overextended in that day. But really acknowledging being able to pivot and as it relates to marriage. Um, Always, again, keeping that line of communication open and letting your spouse know in that moment, in that particular day, how they can best support you in whatever it is that you need.
0: It's true. And I'm curious, too, because going back to pivoting, when you started your business, what were some of the roadblocks or pivots that you had to make that really were a great lesson learned for you?
1: Um, Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I know, loaded question. (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, so some of the pivots um, that I personally had to make is one. Um, originally, I was only um, dealing with women in ministry. So a lot of the connections that I made were only specifically with women that um, were in the walls of the church. And so one of those pivots was like going from ministry to marketplace. And so being able to find a way to um, connect with other women that I wasn't meeting in a, in a traditional setting. So shifting my mind around that and how to approach those relationships, but also building those relationships in a way um, that let otherwise know that I'm relatable and approachable in a way that they want to um, say yes to receiving support as it relates to coaching that I can provide to them. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: yes. Absolutely. It's that mindset shift is huge. And just even with coaching, I know you do so many different things. You're not just a coach. Um, I know you're also an author. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about the book you've written.
1: Yes. Um. Oh my gosh. So for so many years, like many people, I've had the desire to want to write a book, but I was clueless on where to start and things of that nature. And so I have to say there is a particular, um, publisher that I had been following for quite some time online. While I knew that there were several other people that I kind of knew or were acquaintances with that had used her as their publishing and kind of went through her for some of their first steps, I still mm, was on the fence about saying yes. Um, and also, I just wonder, uh, would I be a great writer? Would anybody read this? You know, all the what ifs that typically come up when you're starting something new. How much time does it really take to do anything like that? But the opportunity um, came, it presented itself, and I was like, okay. <laughs> again, I'm, I'm such a big person on personal development. I was like, why wouldn't I take this bet on myself? And so really that's what I did. Um, when I had my initial meeting, she made it so crystal clear and how the flow would go, what our deadlines would be because I'm a very structured person and I love hard deadlines and things like that. It took a lot of the guesswork off for me personally. When, as I think about like, um, limiting beliefs and mindsets around like, okay, can I do this? Because the schedule was so clear on, okay, like this is when you need to start writing. This is when you need to have this draft to me. This is when you need to have the second draft to me. It gave me more um, of a time for myself personally to really um, schedule out that timeline and um, find myself um, time to write that was just going to be best for me. So, um, because of that, it put me in a place where I was successful. Uh, I knew kind of what I wanted to talk about. Um, The image in the mirror, I think, you know, Michael Jackson said it best anything that we do, um, before we can point our fingers at anybody else, we always need to start with um, self. And so, Yeah, that's what I did. I knew the pillars and things like that that I wanted to talk about. So I guess I would tell anybody that's looking to write a book um, first, always look at, you know, what's your why of what it is, why you want to get started with this book Um, Two, what's the message that you want to send to your audience? The messaging, you know, that that's. That's a big deal. You can't just you don't want to just start writing and just write, write, write. Like, what's the message that you want people to get when people finish their book? What is it? What's the feeling that you want them to walk away with? Mm-hmm. Who is it for? Why you might write a book and you want everyone to read it? Your book isn't going to be for everyone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So knowing, you know, who your intended reader is. Mm hmm. And once you can get a lot of that stuff, you know, under your belt, then go ahead and move forward with the process. There um, is going to be changes that come about in the process. And I always like to tell people, allow yourself um, the opportunity for those changes to come. Your first draft is not the final draft.
0: (laughs) That is true. I love that you like broke it down to like the questions to ask yourself when you do want to write a book. What is the why? What is like the intent, knowing it's not going to be for everyone. And that's okay. Because not everyone is for everyone, but really Mm -hmm. just diving deeper into your why and not allowing outside noise to really impact like what's internally driving you to do it. So I love that you're able to break that down for us when you are wanting to write a book and just the details of it and also like publisher wise and other factors, you know, some people self-publish versus having Mm -hmm. a publisher. Mm -hmm. So what was that process like once you got everything done and you were ready to like launch it?
1: Yeah, so obviously you want to once you have this idea and you know that it's going to be a go, we know marketing is very important and so um finding out ways to market the book and how you want to get it out there to the public is going to be very important and so for me personally going throughout this process I would say um while the book may have come out in a particular month marketing and putting that word out there as creating a buzz around it definitely started six months prior to um Mm -hmm. the book actually going live because you want to get people excited about it um and then when you actually get close um To that launch date, then setting up, you know, kind of like an online launch party and get people excited like hey I'm going to be online at this, at this time I'm going to be talking about this from the book, maybe you'll get a chance to hear a chapter of the book, you know you would really want to create that excitement around that marketing piece. I would would also challenge people to go ahead and get on podcasts and things like that. Allow yourself the opportunity to get in front of some other audiences that maybe didn't know about you and really being able to share, you know, what the book about. The Image in the Mirror particularly um, is a personal development book, but it also um, focuses on the four pillars of fitness, faith, family, and finances. And so really being able to um, take a look and see how those are applicable to your life. There's so much um, of who we are and what we need uh, that can be found in that book but amongst those four pillars, whether people really believe it or not, or understand it. And a lot of that is definitely gonna point back to your childhood, your childhood, your childhood, your childhood, Mm -hmm. and so much of who you are um, is gonna come out there. Throughout the book, you'll see levels of what I like to call my five C's and how people can continue to grow. And that's growing within their confidence the clarity and what you need to continue to move forward throughout life. Finding community around you and building those relationships is going to be so important. Life isn't meant to be done alone. And so finding your community, your people that's going to always be there to support you, what it means to build consistency as you continue to move throughout your life. You can't try something one time. And not get the results that you were looking for and then just say it didn't work consistency is going to be your best friend embrace it and continue to move forward with it. And then that last one is going to be capacity so that you are ensuring that your cup is always in a place of fullness and you're operating from the overflow on your saucer and not that empty cup understanding your capacity and inviting others in to support you on your journey. And so as I said earlier throughout this conversation, um, in your marriage, what I've also found in working with couples is it's not always that your husband doesn't want to support you or has not supported you. But oftentimes what I have seen is that when he's when you have needed support and he's asked you how can he help you or say that he's going to do x y and z when you come back with a response to say i don't need you to do that or i got it you're um essentially telling him like i don't need you and after he's heard that so many times he sits back and doesn't do anything because he's always in his mind rejected or feels rejected Mm -hmm. in that moment to really support you it really cause out you know the way to understand your capacity and how you can be supported in a way that honors you and will honor honor your relationship again we don't want to be at that capacity of 100% maxed out or you know anything like that where you can receive support allow yourself to receive it
0: Ooh. I love the structure of just the four pillars and then also the five C's and how that really merges beautifully together of just what we really need to work on, on a personal level, but also within our relationships too, and being able to either accept or really stand in our power of what makes sense for us. But I think that's so beautifully outlined. So thank you for sharing all of that. And I know you mentioned like when you're writing a book and then once it's ready to launch, you might get on some podcasts or do some interviews. I know you have a podcast. Could you tell us a little bit about your podcast?
1: Sure. And so my podcast is Ageless Conversations. And really, I feel like when women come there to listen to the podcast, they're going to walk away with a changed mindset, a desire to just thrive and live life not determined by age. And so I call it Ageless Conversations because I believe that no matter the age of any woman, whatever it is that you want to do in this life, like don't let age be the factor to keep you from doing it. Don't say I'm too young to do it. And don't say I'm too old. You've never missed your opportunity. As long as you have changed your mindset around what it looks like to um, receive that opportunity or to land that opportunity, you're only betting against yourself. So you are your biggest competition. Um, You are the one feeding yourself those uh, conversations. So I say, release yourself from that and allow yourself the um, opportunity to have an ageless conversation so that you can pursue anything that you want throughout this life. As long as you're here, you still have time.
0: That is very true. You know, I just, there are two little examples, like just talking about ageless. The other day um, I saw this article and she was on Good Morning America. She's 13 years old going to medical school. Like That's a crazy. powerhouse. She started- yeah. um, brown stem I think it's called or brown okay. girl stem I believe but for really helping young girls that really want to go into like NASA or anything mm-hmm. else and it's just like age is nothing but a number right and like yeah. being able to pursue that versus yeah. on the other side I saw an article the other day about this um man who's 98 just got his like uh um, degree so it's like wow it, Just those two opposites, you know, you're never too young or too old, just to kind of like highlight what you said. I think it's important to realize we're capable of anything if we put our mind to it.
1: Yeah. And I I always like to tell people too, our life experiences may have happened at that particular age, but don't allow yourself to stay stuck in that that, that experience. Like that's just a chapter. That part of that did happen in your life at eight, or that did happen in your life at 25. But you're, you're 50, so don't continue to allow your past to dictate your future.
0: Oh, well said. <laughs> and so looking at your whole journey overall, what has been maybe two or three things that you wish you would have known that you know now in your journey?
1: Wow. When I look back over everything, two or three things that I wish I would have known now is um, I'm my biggest competition. So I said <laughs> that, but really, it's just me against me. Yes. Don't allow those limiting beliefs to win. When you feel the resistance, embrace it. You should receive, you should feel the resistance because you're doing something new. So anything new is always going to be scary. It's always going to be be, be scary. So embrace your feelings, acknowledge them. You are scared, but that doesn't mean, scared doesn't equal stop or it shouldn't equal stop like continue to move forward. And the last thing I would say is be intentional about the relationships that you make and the people that you encounter. Mm -hmm. There's always somebody that can help you get to your next level, but Mm -hmm. don't be so stuck in that mindset of, I got it, I can do it. If somebody is extending a hand and they know more than you and they have already achieved the success that you're looking to attain, Mm
0: -hmm. when
1: they extend their arm, I would say lock it with them.
0: Mm. I like that a lot. You're so spot on because I do think a lot of times, especially in the entrepreneurial world, it's a very mm-hmm. lonely journey, but realizing that people want to help you. People yeah. want to see you do well. If they don't, they're not the right people, but majority right. of the people want to see you do right. well. Right. And I love that you said like lock arms with them because I think your network is your net worth and really being That's able to, right relationships are so key and pivotal I know that's how I feel and I know a lot of yeah. people listening too feel that way as well and it's just really being able to nurture those relationships whether it's romantic friendship business whoever yep. is coming into your world yeah everybody has something to offer and you have something right. to offer yep Ugh. see Tamika I know <laughs> um, but I've been enjoying this conversation so much we're going to jump into the rapid fire questions if you're ready okay. for it So the first question is, what motivates you to work smarter?
1: Uh, What motivates me to work smarter is just the um, desire to not feel burned out. So always being aware of what my capacity is. And everybody should want to have the desire to work smarter, not harder.
0: (laughs) True, true. It's exhausting if you're working harder. (laughs) Yeah. And what is the most daring thing you've ever done?
1: <laughs> the most daring thing I've ever done is um last summer my husband and I went to uh Cancun and mm-hmm. I got in a cenote for the first time, but I lined down into it. Uh so that was very fun, uh, but scary at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. You just go like I've never done it, but I, I hear that it can be scary. It can, it can be very scary. So talk about a big adrenaline
0: rush, but fun. You know, all the feels at one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I believe it. I believe it. I will take your word for it. Maybe one day I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> what is the phone app that you use the most?
1: The phone app that I use the most, it's not the most exciting thing to say, but it's that Instagram
0: <laughs> it's a pretty you know exciting app sometimes
1: <laughs> I would say though the the people that um in, are in my feed I curate my feed to be something enjoyable so while I do spend a lot of time there um I can't say that my feed is filled with um junk or things that aren't inspiring mm-hmm. and motivating so yeah
0: well, that makes sense you know personal development is key <laughs> yeah you want to feel joyous, but also like learn something from what's That's in your right. feet. And you're right. Yep. We create our own feats. <laughs> Yep. And what is the last book that you've read or listened to? Uh,
1: the last book that I've read is uh, Viola Davis, actually. Her book. Oh, my gosh. That book was I was just telling a friend about it like two days ago. You have to get this book. It's so raw, mm-hmm. but it's so good. Her story is so powerful.
0: Ooh, I saw the interview with her and Oprah um, about the book that was like oh my gosh like I totally forgot that I wanted to get that book but thank you for reminding me. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. It's
1: been a long time
0: since I have
1: necessarily um, read a book like I've read books recently and they've been good you know mm-hmm. and good for me has been like an eight maybe even an eight and a half nine but I mm-hmm. feel like her book was a twenty.
0: Wow. And it remind me, what's it, what's it called again?
1: Oh, gosh, I can't think of the t- the title, but obviously it's Viola Davis book. Yeah, so yeah. It's Vi- <laughs> just I- I'm it. calling it Viola Davis. <laughs> Davis.
0: <laughs> done, done. No, no, I heard that it was amazing. And just like even Oprah's like experience of like talking about it. So I was like, oh, I need to read that. So thank you for reminding me and make sure everyone you get it. Sounds yeah. like a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite family recipe, whether it's a traditional one or you just love making it together?
1: Yeah. So that is going to be now my, um, famous pound cake. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> And so as someone that's not big on sweets, it's interesting to me that it's something that I really enjoy making. But I think for me, my enjoyment comes based um, more so on the reaction that I see people have mm-hmm. when they experience the first bite, especially after it's um, freshly made and the warmth is still there um, lingering within the cake. Uh, nothing excites me more and makes me feel more just, oh my gosh, warm in my heart then seeing people um, experience that feeling. So it's going to be my pound cake.
0: That makes sense. Experience, you know, it's from the inside out. (laughs) So what is your favorite way to spend a day off? So if you're not writing, working with clients on your podcast, what are you doing?
1: I am nine times out of 10 doing one of two things. One being um, I'm spending some time moving my body in some kind of way. So whether that is just working out here in the home, going to the gym or taking some time to get out in nature for a walk, run. I do enjoy hikes. So I have found myself here lately taking um, just a lot of hikes in the area and I'm going to see waterfalls. Yes. That type of stuff is like so refreshing to me. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm not doing anything like that, I'm literally just at home sitting, relaxing, maybe catching a podcast, but it's a very low key.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I think it's good. You know, you got every element in there. (laughs) And what is something an outsider wouldn't know about your industry?
1: Wow. Something an outsider wouldn't know about um, this industry is. Probably um, the uh, amount of lives you get to touch, the impact and transformation that you get to support people on for those that are willing to uh, do that, do that hard, deep work, just the transformation and lives that you get to impact.
0: That's a big one. (laughs) That's a very big one. Um, But Tamika, where can people find you, hire you, use your services? We're going to link everything below, but if you could let us know too.
1: Sure. So everything about me can pretty much be found out from my website. And that's at www.tamikamctier.com. You can purchase the book there. You can purchase merchandise that I have there. You also can find um, a talk it out conversation guide. So earlier in this conversation, I shared the talk method, but you can find out more from uh, about that uh, there on the website. There's a guide. You just put your name and email address in and you'll receive it back really, really quickly quick um, but that's pretty much everywhere and then as far as it relates to the podcast H's conversations we're available on all major podcasts and platforms i know that most people are either android or uh, iphone so that's going to be your apple podcast or your spotify to find the podcast perfect episode is released there every single thursday
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much, Tamika, for coming on, just sharing all your wisdom, all the ups, downs, everything in between, and just everything that you're doing to really help people thrive in their relationships, but also personally in their development stages of life and just really thrive and be who they want to be. But thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, a guest. I truly enjoyed my time here and um, being here with you today
0: thank you so much. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Tamika today? I'm sure she would love to see your comment. I know I would too. And we'll see you on the next video.